Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me just say it's been a little while. In fact, it's probably the first time in since the beginning of this podcast that uh, we did not hit the first Wednesday of every month. It was a crazy last several months and lots to get into, but uh, we're back and it's all good. And we're excited to bring uh, better uh, more powerful leadership content your way. And we're kind of restarting again today with another amazing conversation with an amazing friend of mine, someone that I've known for several years now. I don't know, probably a decade at least. Um, and him and his wife, Tommy and Chrissy Green, they're incredible people. They're incredible mm-hmm. family-oriented people doing amazing things based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, they have four amazing kids. And just to give you a little bit of a sort of a biography of who Tommy is, and before we get into our conversation, um, you know, he he's a man of many colors, a man of many things. And uh, many of you would have already maybe heard my first chat with him on this podcast several years ago. And uh, we really dove into his influence in the music industry, specifically in context to his previous uh, band called Sleeping Giant. He was the former frontman of a band called Sleeping Giant uh, for t- 12 years, five albums, hundreds of shows. And But he's he's also more than that. And he's the founder of Run Against Traffic, which is uh, they support counter trafficking and aftercare. That was started in 2018. Also, he's been known to be a church planter. And so many amazing things have come out of that as well. He started into real estate, has a real estate business as well since 2014. Uh, lead actor, actually, in a feature film yet to arrive in theaters called Dark Arrows, written and directed by a mutual friend of ours, Eric Gregson. And uh, also, the thing that we're going to touch a little bit on today, actually, is his new band, brand new band, Holy Name. And it was started in 2020. I guess it was started really in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, it's a collective of... Uh, metalheads that are all in relationship together and they did their first live show I believe this year Um, if I was to describe this band and Tommy will correct me if this is a correct uh, or a wrong a wrong definition or description of his band is like this worship hardcore metal band not that like other metal is not worship but there's just something different about this band from my perspective I mean I think I believe, you know, if you're if you're a believer and you're doing anything, it's a form of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say worship, most people would think like Hillsong or Elevation or Bethel or all these, you know, worship uh, environments or cultures. Well, I kind of think that Holy Name represents a new breed of metal oriented worship, like underground, mm-hmm. hardcore worship. Now, Tommy can correct me, but. Without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Tommy, welcome to another episode of this Supernatural Leadership Podcast. I love you, man. Love What's you up? Too. What's going on? What's <laughs> no, you're going great. On? That was great. I mean, really, we are literally the biggest deal you've ever heard ever in your life. So I really appreciate <laughs> that intro. <laughs> no, you, are, you are a big deal. Awesome. Man. I mean, you know, cool. let me just say this. Like, you were primarily cool. a screamer in Sleeping Giant. Yes, sir. By the way, that like for all those listening out there, like the majority of only what I listen to when I work out is this kind of music. Like I need something aggressive. I don't yeah. listen to, you know, not that I don't love like typical like Sunday morning worship, but I'm just letting you know, like my worship in the gym is I'm like, I'm listening to this kind of music. It's I need yeah. some sort of aggressive yeah. uh, music like this. And so. Um, but you know, Tommy, you know, you scream, you screamed primarily on your your last band. This band, you're like only singing. Yeah. And other people are doing the hard work for you, screaming. So that's true. That's so what's up. True. What's up with yeah. that? Tell me about. I that. just don't. I didn't want to do it. I I'm not talented enough vocally to fluctuate between yelling 
and then singing well. And so if I'm really honest, um, the subject matter and the style of Holy Name was like, it feels quite personal. And so I just, I knew I wanted to sing and I knew that I wanted to sing over really beautiful and aggressive sounding stuff. And then, but the music itself, it like, it dictated at certain points, someone needed to really be going in. And so I just called friends of mine that were amazing yellers and said, would you sing on a song with me? And so you're exactly right. Whenever the hard work needs to be done, I have them do that. And then I get to just kind of stand and, and try to kind of hold it together. And then I get to wow. sing, which is cool. So, so my perspective, like, okay. and I would say like, if listening to you, it's a sleeping giant the way it was when you were in sleeping giant. Like I would say that was worship to me too. Like I, I believe, like I said earlier, like I don't want to get into semantics, but like anything that a believer puts their hands to should be an expression of worship. Right. Yeah. We, we kind of have a, this pigeonhole idea of what worship really is. It's like the CCM, wow. it's the, the contemporary sure. worship movement, you know, like there's more it's beyond that, you know, uh, yeah. it's not just a typical Sunday. You go to a typical church. That's not, like just the only kind of worship out there, right? Like oh. stylistically, I mean, we, we know this. I mean, it could be jazz. It could be Latin. It could be gospel. It could be there's so many. But I think hardcore and metal has been left out mm-hmm. of that camp for a long time. And you probably would be, you know, you probably would agree with this. Um, But how would you, like, I would look at your lyrics in Holy Name and compare them to Sleeping Giant. And it looks and sounds different to me. Yeah. What would you say is different from your perspective, being the guy, like being in the band? Like what's different about Sleeping Giant and Holy Name? And what's the why behind Holy Name? Uh, there you go. That's that's a really good question, Sean. Uh, with Sleeping Giant, I think <clears throat> we really were trying to break uh, break some ground in that we, many years ago when I came to Kingdom Culture, when you were at the old, old building and we did the Daniel school. Yeah. I remember talking about um, high culture, pop culture, folk culture. Good and memory, that, man. Good yeah, memory. Folk culture. Remember we, we talked about like how folk culture seems to impact pop culture 20 years later. And one of the bands that I brought up back then was a band that was just it was a street band from Baltimore and they had been featured in GQ and I said now hardcore bands are starting to show up on mainstream stages and that band was called Turnstile and Turnstile just did a Taco Bell commercial they just played Coachella like they're like a mainstream humongous band they put out an incredible record uh, called Glow On in the last year and it's like huge wow. and they're just a hardcore band from Baltimore so Within the hardcore scene, it's sort of the tip of the spear. It's a street style music. It's an underground culture, but it's also innately prophetic in that the prophetic looks at, in many ways, the mass of what's being offered stands back and then says, no, I'm going to offer something different. There's something inherently prophetic about subcultures, whether that's music, whether that's art, whether that's even theology, there can be very folk, you know, fringe prophetic movements and we want to destroy them. But like we said before, folk culture is 100% belief. It's indestructible. And so folk culture will make room. We're seeing that now, even in the theological space around uh, political movements and the LGBTQ. I mean, it's, it, that has been a culture that's been around for a while. And I think because there's this core belief, it's made its way into the mainstream. That's a folk culture as well. Um, And it's indestructible. It's 100% belief. And so within our movement, Sleeping Giant, we were hardcore kids, but we had this, you you phrased it really well. We really believed, and Eric and me have been best friends since I think we were 18. And we would go back and forth. We were a big part of each other's journey as Christians. And he wrote a song on his old band CD. Um, He was in a band called Death Star and they wrote a song called The Great Opiate. And it was about music and that music belonged to God. And these are like overflows of these conversations that like everything we do, it's already his. It's sacramental in that God takes creation 
and we give creation back to him. Right. And in that exchange, there's all these things that happen. And so we were very intentional about taking very elementary, rough sounding music. But for us, it was high praise. We were really trying to like take our culture and instead of just doing a CCM version of metal, we were really trying to break into wow. atmosphere. We we were really after creating an environment where we felt the verses that, that God is enthroned upon the praises. And so we really wanted to create a space where like Jesus would just yeah. be with us. And in that he could do stuff and then people would have their own encounter. And then for me, sleeping giant was a vehicle to preach. That's, that's what that was for me, for everyone yeah, else. And, and you was, did that. I mean, you baptize kids on stage. I mean, all the, you, yeah, you all the, the time. knowledge, every, every you, show you prophesied. I mean, you did all that. Every show it was for me and Chrissy green. We were a team and she sent me out and we went together to do ministry. So sleeping giant was like a ministry band. We, I preached every single show. Every single show was about presenting our music and establishing that we knew the world and people could see that we were real, but then it was a vehicle to literally share the message and do the thing. That was awesome. SG. It was like a ministry band. Yeah. SG, Sean Gaby. Sean Gaby. That's right. Sean Gaby. So, um, <laughs> <Living giant. laughs> yeah. The, uh, so holy name is different in that, right. um, I got, if I could just, and you know, as a friend, you were there, you gave me and Chrissy a really profound word of encouragement, um, 2019, but, um, holy name was the process of me, uh, kind of getting my heart broken in my own culture and understanding of Christianity, grieving the death and loss of multiple people in my life, and then discovering or rediscovering things about Christ that were, that were profound and allowed me to keep my faith. And so that was on the cusp of moving into a pandemic. Was that early 2019 or? Yeah. 2018 in May, my little, my little brother died really suddenly. And then me and Chrissy had a miscarriage a month later. And then within a few months after that, we got pregnant again with our son and we lost him at 18 weeks. And then um, Chrissy's mom got really, really sick and she was, she passed away. And then we got pregnant Man. again with a little girl and lost her at 16 weeks. Man. And then my uncle passed away. My grandma passed away. And then we had a nephew that overdosed. Um, and then we had another wow. miscarriage in the pandemic. Man. So as a I'm supernatural sorry, kid, that was like, we're going to pray. We're going to do all the stuff. We're going to go after it. God is going to answer. We're going to, and I'm seeing miracles for other people. Um, in the midst of all of that, I was a part of a ministry that was, that uh, was actually, it was led by a, a well-meaning theologian that was pretty brilliant in a lot of ways, but he was a, a, basically like a psychopath and he was grooming women. And so we had to shut down this ministry and it was like horrific. So I'm grieving all this loss. And at the same time, I'm keenly aware that within my culture and my friendship group is this horrific situation happening at a ministry school. And we had to do everything short of lighting ourselves on fire to get the circus to stop so that we could wow. do the right thing. And so the grief of loss and death and my own personal relationship with Jesus being rocked combined with such a disgust and a disdain for what my culture was doing to victims within the body of Christ. Right. Um, I felt as if I had to divorce the culture. Um, and I also felt lost in my own relationship with Christ. Well, and, and so, this is, can I say something too? Like, yeah, sure. Please like someone do. hears, I hear all the things you just went through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say like, I'm so sorry. That is like, Oh yeah, bro. That's wild, man. I I knew all this going mm -hmm. into the interview. Of course, we we talked, so I knew I knew all this. Yeah. But just to kind of re-acknowledge that, like that is that's a tough blow yeah. to manage in a very short period of time. I I would say that <clears throat> most people would say like, how did you? And this may be a separate topic, but I'm just oh. feeling to just land here for sure, a man. moment, and then yeah. I want you to go. Yeah, it's about holy into holy into holy name. Yeah, and like yeah. talk about the difference between holy name and sleeping giant, mm -hmm. but. I was just sharing on Sunday, for example, how 
one of the biggest challenges we have is to deal with bitter roots in our life. Yeah. And how in scripture, the Hebrew writer talks about this to guard your heart, to protect yourself against the poisonous root of bitterness, because it not only will defile you, it will defile many around you. And bitterness is like a thing that, I mean, you can feel on somebody when they've been hurt by the church, they've been hurt by business. They've been hurt by friends or family or gone through divorce. Like you just feel their guard. You feel their jarredness, their, their, uh, I want to use the word like taintedness almost because they haven't dealt with the bitterness. And, and I was talking about how in the, like I, I, and I won't go into details, but I was away this last week and how God showed me God pulling up this, bitter root it was a radish actually pulling it up and on the leaves were like written words like politics and government and family and education and yeah basically god was was showing me and i won't like i said go through the whole thing but he was pointing at it and say you have to deal with this because you can't bless Mm -hmm. spheres of society if you have bitterness because bitterness is a blessing blocker and if you want to actually see transformation in the music scene in the church and you got bitterness in your heart You're actually robbing those spheres of your ability to bless them because of your bitterness, because bitterness is a root that produces all kinds of evil fruit. And that doesn't only affect you. It affects others. It's like you've heard the the term or the 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 line, you know, bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's like, no, you're killing yourself and eventually it's going to cause other people to to be affected. So just really quick, I mean, give us a I, I just hear all that stuff. Yeah, man. And you must have really had to battle oh, yeah. guarding your heart against bitterness in that season. Well, yeah, I think in general, I did I failed, failed miserably. You gave me a you gave me and Christy the word, the word that you gave me and her. We were sitting in the car, I was just crying. And I remember you just saying, like, dude, it's gonna you're gonna get better. You're not gonna get bitter. You're gonna get better. You're not gonna get bitter. And I could feel the like directive of the Lord, like don't get bitter, but I could also wow. feel the like encouragement of like your target is that there's some, there's something for you guys. That's, that's meant to be wow. good. So wow. in general, it, it, I have to be honest with you. I, um, man, I went to a meeting. I, I forgive me. It's going to mess me up talking about it, but I went to a meeting and I told Eric, um, this is how, yeah. So I say this just for transparency, I guess. I, I went to a meeting uh, to close a bunch of stuff down and I I I took out an extra $100 bill and I had it in my wallet. And I told Eric, I was like, if I see that dude, he's got five minutes to get away from me. And if I have to buy his, buy his food, but it's like, he doesn't get to be in my space or I'm going to beat him up in front of his family. Wow. Um, I was so... I, I felt like God wasn't going to protect people and, and, it, and God didn't protect people. And so it was on me and I had all this deception and this anger going, like I was wow. so angry for so long. Wow. Um, it was just horrible. And so in within five or six months of kind of going on a real personal sort of exploration with the Lord, um, I realized I had this huge chip on my shoulder about all these things. And, wow. and I felt, it felt so what the best way to say it is like, it felt so ugly on the inside of me that I told Chrissy, um, I just want to go somewhere that's beautiful. Like I need, I need beauty somehow because it's so ugly everywhere. And I am, I'm full of just such ugliness. And I said, I just want to almost like sit wherever it's beautiful um, wow. And it was in that journey with the Lord where I was just like, I will, I'll continue to press in, but I can't, I can't go because I'm pissed. Like I, I can only keep moving forward if you take me somewhere more beautiful um, than I've been. Wow. And I can only, I can only follow beauty. And uh, I read a book by an amazing um, scholar and doctor. He's a, he leads at a, a school on the East coast, but it's huge. <laughs> so if you're anyone's into like a lot of head, exploding your brain. Um, the book is called the ethics of beauty and it's by Dr. Timothy Patitzas, but it's, it's, it's incredible because it's about how we acquire understanding. And in our culture, we're very big on truth first, but there's this formation within the Christian mind, especially within the more like Orthodox Christian mind that, that if you, if you start with beauty first, 
beauty will then lead to goodness and goodness then leads to truth. And so the beauty first method of actually learning and seeing and putting the world together right. is profound. And so well, I felt well, it's, it's kind of like starting your day off with gratitude. It's kind of like starting your, your, your day with Thanksgiving, being thankful about something. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just the fact that like, uh, I'll say it like this. I had a friend, we had a friend and he'll, I won't do him the dishonor of, of saying who he was, but he went through a miscarriage with his wife as well. And he's a pretty prophetic guy. And he said, I came home and my wife was bleeding out on the floor in front of me. And I went to a hotel after like the next day or two days later, and I locked myself in the hotel and I said to the Lord, you're going to need to talk to me. And immediately it was like the voice of, of Jesus. And he said, I can tell you why this happened. Um, it's going to mess me up, but, <clears throat> but why won't heal the pain? Uh, do you want to talk? Mm. And so wow. why the, why isn't it? And a lot of us try to start with like yeah. getting our whys answered. And the reality is that beauty and goodness, they, it's a higher, it's a higher understanding. It's almost a different wow. way of, we know things different ways and to know something by beauty and to know something by goodness, it almost trumps the mechanism that we're used to using to know yeah. things. And so our knower stops here. And then there's this beauty realm that seems to sort of supersede everything that we've known. And I think that's partly why he says, uh, mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, mercy is a more beautiful way. And, and so judgment is true, but like some, for some reason, mercy will beat it. So I could be telling the truth about a situation and ready to beat a dude out of a restaurant, but mercy somehow is a more beautiful reality and it's more true longer. And, yeah. and I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to like fix it a different way in my mind, especially as a person that's going to follow Christ is like, I can't anyway. So that's, that's what I say. Wow. So in that journey of holy name, it was, it was profoundly personal in that I was, I was trying to understand, I was trying to, I was like trying to purge out uh, a lot of really bad answers that I had. I, I was I was losing a false God. I was um, being healed of an idolatry that I had created. I, I was um, the best way to say it is I was coming to the place where for, for years, for five years before any of this happened, probably four years, I had this song that would resonate in me all the time. And I would sing, I still haven't written it, but it's like, I would sing to the Lord. If you come as the fire, you are burn everything. Um, but if you come like the wind, I'll embrace the mystery. Uh, if wow. you flow like the river of life, then just overflow all the death I see. But if you grieve alone in the garden, if you bleed alone in the garden, can I stay with you in the misery? Wow. But the chorus was, you can be yourself with me. Cause that's what I'm after is like, I want to know him. Yeah. And he just like rocked my whole world. And so in a lot of ways, I walked face first into this song I was singing and is it was that one so of the songs on the album. No, I'm writing it now, but it's okay. I'm saying I sang it as like a devotional. Wow. It would just, it was going on tape all the time. It was a directive. And then I walk into it and I'm like, not like that, not like that, not like that. And I, he, he broke through even my own religiosity and my own understanding and broke my like whole world apart. And what I said to a bunch of our prophetic friends that were around and, and stayed on me and Chris and just checked in was, I was like, I can't hear him. Hmm. And I can't, like, I can't, I can't feel anything. Like I can't hear him. I can't feel him. I pray and like nothing. And I said, but I can see him everywhere. And I, I just knew what was going to happen. And so it was as if I was like in a bubble in the grief, I was in God, but he wasn't talking to me. Now this was and, all in like the, the beginning phases of forming Holy name. Is that what you're Yeah, It's you're like saying? 28, 28, 2019 okay. into 2020 as the world's getting into lockdown. And you weren't even planning to do this. Like this, you kind of, I feel no, like we were going to tell me you fell into it kind of right. Like, yeah. We have that community, the rev community, which has been like this ministry we've been leading. And we have people from all over the place. It's like a network and, of like, you know, like-minded, you know, yeah. style metalheads kind of right. Yeah. Like, dude, a bunch yeah, yeah. of hardcore kids that have church people. And so we planted some small home groups and churches and led Bible studies and just hung out and been doing that for a while. And we wanted to do a worship record. And so we thought we were all going to get together to do a worship record. And then the whole world went into lockdown. And so I just said, why don't you guys 
record a song wherever you are. And then we'll do like a COVID mixtape of like what we, where we were when all this was going down. And so I called my homie, Joe, who is my writing partner in Holy Name, but he's one of the rev leaders and him and his wife live in Minnesota. And I said, Hey man, I'm gonna send you a couple songs. Like, can we make one of our leader here in Salt Lake? His name was Aaron is my brother-in-law. And I said, can we use one of Aaron's songs and make it heavy? And then I've got a couple old songs too, because people weren't sending in songs. And I was like, man, I really thought this was going to go. The homies in England, in Birmingham, they they have a band there at their at the church that we've planted. And um, they wrote a really heavy worship song, super good. And then um, one of the other leaders wrote a song, but that was it. And so I was like, well, let's just kick it off. And so we took some of my old acoustic songs that I wrote by myself in like 2012 and 2014. And uh, one of my brother-in-law's songs, which is one of my favorites. And when I was still in Sleeping Giant, I told Aaron, I'm going to steal this song from you and I'm going to put it on a Sleeping Giant record because I want everyone to hear it. And we just didn't have the budget or the time when we finally got in the studio when we did the last record. And so I didn't get to do it. And so I was like, Aaron, I told you I was going to take this song, man. And so it's the song is called fall on your knees and it's like incredible. So we, we made fall on your knees heavy. And then I wrote a song in 2012 called meet me somewhere quiet. And Joe made that heavy. And then I had another song called my way and uh, he made that heavy too. And then I had done a trap project with my friend uh, Eddie out here. And the trap project was called drug train. And I said, can I sing worship? on a drug train record. And he's like, not a Christian or anything. He's like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. So he came over and I recorded this song about one of the old saints. Um, Her name was St. Perpetua. And so I recorded this song called Perpetua with Eddie, just, it was a drug train track. And so I sent that to Joe too and said, you want to just make this heavy too? And so we ended up with a few songs. And uh, again, the reason that I did that was I didn't, I didn't know who, I didn't know where I was anymore. And so I grabbed these old songs of intimacy and connection wow. and threw them out in front of me like a life jacket. Cause I just was like, I don't know how I'm going to stay alive and I'm not interested in crapping on the church or Jesus or it's no one's business. Like this is profoundly personal and it's terrifying and it's not open for business. So I just was going through this thing and only my close friends really knew what was going on with me. Cause again, I'm also leading, you know, like this, <laughs> you know, this ministry and all this, you know, all the, all the like stuff. And, and I also know people are looking at me like someone that had faith. And so I wasn't trying to sign up to become just some, you know, jaded poster boy of something, but I really right. had the story of like, I, I, I need to go back to the beginning and find out what Christianity is about, or I've just been a hype man for a culture that I hate and I'm not going to do that anymore. And so it was this journey of like, I got to really find out what I believe and that's personal but I also know faith, hope, and love, and I know him. And so I've got to keep trying. And so I threw these songs out and we made them heavy and people really responded to them. And so then it wow. got picked up and uh, it turned into By this the pro- same label too, as like your last. Yeah. Band. Yeah. JD, who was our old, uh, he's the owner of Face Down Records. He called so- and said, do you have any more of these? And I said, yeah, man. And so we just decided to do it, but it, it was, I was done. I was totally done for sure. Wow. I just want to say something to you because I, yeah. even for the people that are listening that maybe don't know you, but like, but I've known you for a long time, mm-hmm. relatively a long time anyways. And the mm-hmm. one thing that I really admire about you and respect about you mm-hmm. is that within your brokenness, you are able to not walk it alone in the sense of withhold what's really going on inside of you. Like you're really good at processing and sharing what's happening for mm-hmm. you. And I think that's always, I've noticed that about you since I've, I've met you and I've always appreciated that. Like you're one of the realest guys I know, uh-huh. you know, in, in the, you know, let's say like the, the itinerant from that vantage point. And it's one thing to be raw and real and like the, music scene on the stage but you know for somebody who's also in like a vocational and you've swam you've swam in those streams off and on vocational itinerant ministry streams it's like a lot of people in that space like they're not they feel too much fear to be raw and real with what they're going through yeah or fear of losing platform or reputation i mean and and because in reality like it's been that way in the church right like if you share too much you're you're ousted 
Whereas mm-hmm. you can do all those things, any other platform in society. And they're like, there's grace because no one expects you to be this like mm-hmm. unhuman rock star mm-hmm. in perfection. Right. But everywhere else, it's like accepted that, Hey, you're all a bunch of, you know, mess ups. Yeah. But in the church, it's never really been accepted. But all to say is I say this, I say, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, the two years ago, God spoke to me and said to me, don't trust leaders that haven't been broken. Well, oh, wow. And I, and I, or don't build with leaders that haven't been broken. Don't trust them that haven't been broken because Man, if you, when you're when you go through stuff, it really is a revealer of the type of foundation you built your life on. Oh wow! The pandemic to me, like the pandemic, and I've said it a million times, like didn't make people go crazy. It exposed the crazy that was already there. <laughs> when you go through hell, it's a revealer of the cracks in the foundation or the missing nails in the framework. Like wow. it's a revealer. It's not something that causes. It's a revealer of what was already hidden. Mm-hmm. And so to see you go through this stuff, process your, you know, the temptation to stay bitter because we can feel bitter, but yeah. God doesn't want us to stay there. Cause if we stay there, it will defile not only us, but many of those so. around us. And to see you go through all of this and come out on the other side, mm-hmm. Like it's a powerful testament, I guess. Oh, I want to say, I just don't honor you, man. Just that oh, you. Thanks, Sean. There's a solid foundation in you, oh, and you. I appreciate your your willingness to share. So many people feel and have gone through what you're going through, but yeah. for fear of being judged, they won't share it. They won't talk about it. So they look perfect on the outside. They look, they got it all together, but then they're broken on the inside. And they've never been able to process that out. So I just appreciate you yeah. for that. So I would say this is like when I watched your live show on veep or whatever it was was it veep or whatever Veeps, it's called yeah yeah, yeah. Veeps. Veeps. And I, when i watched that i guess knowing what you had gone through yeah and knowing you as an individual it felt to me like it was a real raw almost offering to god and yeah. you said it as like a life jacket, like throwing out a life jacket out and jumping in. Like it felt yeah. like that to me. And I felt mm. I felt like God, like I felt the anointing on it. I felt like God on your that concert that you put on Veep. But it felt different than Sleeping Giant to me. And that's why I was wondering, like in your mind, what the difference was. Yeah, it's a totally different animal. Because you said let's let's write a worship album. But like I said earlier, like to me, Sleeping Giant was a form of worship for you too. So yeah, I think what's that's really different, different about the old worship of Sleeping Giant and the new worship of Holy Name. Hey everyone, before we continue on with this interview, exciting news, the Supernatural Leadership School just launched a brand new e-course, The Voice of God Module 2. This module is gonna take your leadership journey to a whole new level. If you thought Module 1 was good, we're diving way deeper in this one. So I wanna encourage you, register today, over 17 videos packed with amazing supernatural content that I know is going to encourage, strengthen, and transform your supernatural leadership journey. Just give me like a, give me like cold notes on that. SG in many ways was like, we're facing out, you know, like it's, it's about a mission out. And I think Holy Name is about what was happening in me. Wow. It's more of like, <laughs> I, I would say as an evangelist voice, I, I really tried hard not to point at them and go, I was mostly just going, look at what he did in my life. This is, this is what he did for me. This is what's happening for me. And then for people that were interested, they could respond. Cause I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be one of those voices. I, I don't think I am that voice. Even when I try to be, I suck at it. So it's mostly just like, this is what happened, but it was evangelistic and it was powerful in that way. This was very like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm processing death. I'm trying to understand grief. I, wow. I, so it's almost like it's almost like a personal it's devotional personal. worship it's, that it's turned like, into it's literally something. like personal yeah. art. Like SG yeah. was like ministry go. Right. And this is like I don't I don't know what this is going to mean to anybody else, but this is what's happening for me. Yeah, it's it's I I, I see it, and this is just correct me if I'm wrong. I see it as like it's like your journal entry that goes viral. Like it was just meant for you. <laughs> And now it's gone viral and everyone knows yeah. your personal journal. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, what is it? So then I'm like, all right, well, here it is. Cause the, my speed right. is like, right. Especially Brene Brown people. It's like, the only way I can do this is like, I'll give you all the ammo that you need to totally destroy me. Please don't like, I can't, you know, right. like 
I have no other option here. Like, right. but I'm not trying, but because I wasn't trying to say, I, I, I only wrote one song that was actually like anger, you know, only one. And it's an interlude, you know, and that's about sexual abuse and it's about leaders that hurt people. And it's about the words of Christ that if you call him the rock, but then you lie and you hurt people, he will become the millstone around your neck, man. You will sink if you hurt his people. Wow. That's about as mad as I got. Cause that was also part of the journey. Most of it was just like right. I'm heartbroken. And well, I'm that sad. sounds to me a little bit like righteous anger. I mean, it's like, flipping well, I would, ho- I would hope so, but you <laughs> I, never mean, you know. could... <laughs> I mean, there's so much pride and ego and vanity lurking everywhere that it's right, like, no, I get it. I just don't trust any, I don't trust anything anymore, but, right. but it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so righteous. Like, dude, I, yeah. If you could have seen what I told Chris, I'm like, dude, I've been preaching for like 15, 16 years, 17 years, planting churches. I proclaimed the gospel on the Mount of Olives in Israel when they were throwing rocks and blah, blah. And you know what? When all this stuff went down, I felt like, dude, I've been doing all this stuff out there and I don't feel holy at all. Like, I don't know if any of it made its way in here. Right. And I, I got to stop because I'm so good at the verses from the Song of Solomon. You know, my brothers, they made me keepers of the vineyard, but my own vineyard I have not kept. It was right. I was just aware of how barren and bitter and poison I felt. I was so not righteous that <laughs> I was like, right. oh, my God. Like, Well, I, and I think just to clarify, I mean, you know, we know this. Like, of course, you are righteous. You just weren't feeling it like you were. Because well, of the stuff that was coming at you. I mean, well, let's just, I mean, let's, just let's just, like... okay, fine. Listen, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I got you though, but that's, so that's like, that was the, that's, the, totally difference. Get it. that's the difference with holy name versus sleeping giant is in many ways, holy name. I'm going to share it because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I am, right. but it, it's so, way more personal. It's way more almost creative or artistic. Than... Okay. So, so tell me this. I mean, and this wasn't necessarily where we were going to go with this chat, but this is okay right now. Sure. Um, tell me this. So, you know, you've always been a super, not, this is a supernatural leadership podcast. You, you, mm-hmm. to me model that, I mean, you have family, mm-hmm. you have, you know, you were a church planner, you had, you know, your, your, you kind of oversee sort of a network of mm-hmm. like-minded individuals. You, you're a businessman, you're getting into acting, mm-hmm. you got all this stuff and knowing you behind the scenes, you've always let that supernatural side of you represent like you've never been Mm -hmm. someone that like hides the light under a shade you know like you've always been just who you are you know even like you know can i sing worship on this drug train album like you've always just been who you are i love that about you i think everyone who knows you loves that about you and that's really the mission that's what supernatural leaders are they're not just supernatural leaders in specific environments where it's accepted like i.e for the most part, the church, the body of Christ, like you are that everywhere you go. So how do you see that part of your leadership sort of representing in this new season of holy name different or maybe the same as sleeping giant? Because now you're getting shows. I mean, you're on like this fest. What is it? Furnace fest or something in Alabama with bands. I thought were like dead. Like I didn't even know the guys were still alive. I yes. thought it was a joke yes. when I saw the names on the poster. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. This band is still is playing the show. Like this is a joke. Like even some friends that I showed it to it's like, no, that's a joke. That's not real. Yeah. Like, no, it's real. It's a real fest for sure. <laughs> it's real. Wow. So like, so now you're, you're, you're <clears throat> with a label, your previous label, obviously there's going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to make an assumption, some sort of expectation that, Hey, you're going to do some stuff. So, so how do you see your leadership in this new season with Holy name similar or different Hmm. now that you actually have to do some stuff? Like no longer is it just about your journal as your journal has gone viral, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're in these, these environments with non believing in Jesus, non-Christian, you know, maybe bands. So what, what's your, what's, what is your mission then at that point? Like what, how do you see your leadership representing in those environments in this new season moving forward? Well, there's a certain part of the playbook. I think that is always going to be the same. It's from, I wrote it down. Um, first Thessalonians two, eight. And <clears throat> it's what I, 
I don't think anything changes um, in, in like that respect in that <clears throat> like the point of when I get on stage in front of people um, what the apostle Paul says is we cared for you. You know, we loved you so much. Um, we were delighted not only to share the gospel with you, but our very lives. And um, so I think in front of people, uh, I, I have the blessing of just saying, this is just what I've been going through. And I think that's the beauty of our culture is that we are, we're bound together and we're drawn together by story. And we love, we, we share memories with one another. Um, it's like a different version of table sharing or something. It's like, we get to have these experiences together. And in that there's communion and there's community and there's a sense of connection. And so I think what's cool about what we've done is now I get to show up and as opposed to, to trying to make it anything, I just get to be myself, which is very helpful. And I hope that's like my message to most people is like, just be yourself. <laughs> um, but I would say too, you know, the thing, um, that I've been working on the most has been, um, I have a, a couple of mentors and they would just say, you know, just keep your eyes on your own plate. Um, and for me, I think I would say the the biggest, one of the biggest and most impactful sort of encouragements that I have and the heart posture that I think everyone should, should be aware of is, um, is one of, uh, humility, <laughs> like, uh, Luke, or I think it's Luke, 18, it's Luke 18. Um, the Lord says, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. He who humbles himself will be exalted. And in general, what I'm saying is I want to connect that to the idea that he says, if you look for place and position, you're going to get sent down. Um, if you're just willing to be there, he, the point would be for holy name. And it's what I hope happens every day is like, it'd be really awesome. It'd be really cool to experience him beckon me a little closer. Hmm. Like, I think that, that would be really nice. I think the areas of my heart that are still, I don't fully trust. I'm scared to get hurt again. I, I don't know if he's really, I don't, I almost feel like I'm still walking it out and I know that he's the solution and he's the medicine, but I don't, I don't know what to do. And so I think in that space of like, I would love for him to go, why don't you come closer to me? That would be nice. You know, <laughs> like for him to empower me to even do the thing that he's asking me to do would be pretty cool. So I would just say that for many people, what I wanted to, what I thought would be cool for any leader to hear is that um, humility, I, I believe, and I, what I was shown in 2018, uh, I was training for the big, the crazy run across Utah that we did for run against traffic. And I had to train a lot. It was, it was a huge run. And so I had to run miles and miles and miles and miles by myself. And I was running, running, running. And my brother had passed away a few months earlier and I'm crying as I'm on this like running trail. And I looked and there's all this unmowed summer grass and it was just wild. It was not neat or tidy. It was definitely hood. It was like kind of sketchy, but it looked really beautiful moving in the wind. And I remember stopping and looking at this grass and just feeling really like I didn't know wow. what was real anymore. And I watched the wind move this grass. And inside me, there's this turmoil around the death of my brother. We've just had our first miscarriage. That's new. Um, I have no idea what's happening with life. I'm trying to do the right thing. Why does it feel like everything is breaking out against me when I'm, I've set my intention to try to do something good for the world? Why is this right. hitting me? I'm trying to make a difference and now everything's getting harder. Like what the heck is going on? And I'm in this turmoil. And then I look and I see the grass just moving in this wind and I'm crying and I'm thinking of my brother. And so I just stopped in the middle of this running trail and I, uh, I'm crying. And I just said, I can do that. <laughs> I just lifted my hands up and I'm standing in the middle of this running trail, just like, crying and like kind of swaying and people are like riding their bikes but like i look like such a moron like st <laughs> stupid awesome. i'm like someone's dad is standing in the middle of this <laughs> trail, just crying with your hands up with your head crying up. just yeah. but i'm just mimicking like just move with creation man just let it go 
And as that's happening, I, I'm just, I can feel something and I begin jogging again. And when I get done with my run that day, it was as if what I, what I felt communicated to me was that if I would have stayed on that trajectory of, of the, the anger, the frustration, yeah. the tension sure. inside, I was on a path that was imperceptible to me and along it was just demons. <laughs> like it would have been not good. Taken yeah. One small moment of like, God help it, like pop, like straighten my path out. Wow. But they also jump me into the future. Wow. Like humility itself, one wow. humble moment. I'm stuck in the consequences of my life. I'm stuck in the tension of financial pressure or like managerial pressure or like staff problems or relational issues or like parenting problems and like lack and frustration and anguish. And I'm stuck in this moment and like, God help. Boom. All of a sudden now spiritually, I just felt like not only did he protect me from a path I didn't know, but he jumped me into the future. He like fast forwarded my progress Wow. spiritually. And so I was wow. like, wow, how did that happen? And he reminded me of the verse that says, if you're patient, if you let patience do its thing, you'll wow. be mature, you'll be complete, and you'll mm -hmm. lack nothing. And that's not because awesome. you're older and you're stronger and you have more money. It's because you're patient. And he's like, yo, humility is the superpower. And wow. I was like, what? He goes, if you are humble, you can jump through time. Wow. And I was like, that's wild. Cause I just felt like he saved my life. Like that'd be the best way to say it. I don't know why, but wherever I was mentally, I don't know if there was a, a new addiction that would have been birthed in my life. I don't know if there wow. would have been frustration in my relationship to Chrissy. I don't know wow. if my kid, I'd start hitting my kids. Cause I get all frustrated. I don't know what's on that road, but it was like, that was not leading me a good place. Wow. And it was like, Boom, like one moment of like God help. And he he shifted me imperceptibly to anyone else in the world. Wow. And I don't, it was like I felt the power of yeah. one humble moment. And so in Christianity, wow. what people need to understand is as it pertains to like actual Christians, since like the dawn of time, <laughs> they, um, they actually call like the uh um, the, they call humility, uh, um, the mother of all virtues, mm. like humility is the cornerstone. Yeah. When you think about it, why? Cause it's, it is, it is like one of the only ways that we are like, we are crazy Christ-like yeah. when it's we surrender, choose all those things. Yeah. It's without humility. Yeah. You can't say yes. You can't say no, you don't, it's like, yeah. it's so crazy to think about. So I just, for a lot of people, they're, they're out to make different business decisions. They're trying to make different leadership choices. They think that the answer is in some kind of an acquisition of some new thing. And I would just submit to everyone. I think that you would do well to practice moments, like daily moments of humility amazing in your in your practice in your practice of following christ each day and I, I would just coin it as please practice the spiritual gift of i don't know that's awesome that's awesome i i just i know we got to cut for time here i want to do i'd like to do a part two with you okay because i want to unravel this i feel like we just hit something okay at the end of this and i want to unravel this a little more for everyone listening on this okay. humility piece. But what I do feel that's connected before we close here is this piece you said about your friend asking uh, clarity for this miscarriage. He was in the hotel room. And I, I always say this, like God never answers the why question. He always answers the what, like, what are you doing? What are you going to do in this? Like what's happening in me? What's going to happen? Those around me. What, what can I, what, how can I grow from this? Well, I think, Humility yeah. really is the definition. The definition of humility really is obedience and surrender. Like when you surrender in obedience to God, you are humbling yourself in the process. The fact that you stopped, yeah. acknowledge that, hey, God is still bigger than mm -hmm. all your problems. It yeah. was like the spiritual chiropractic shift you needed, like the spinal <laughs> adjustment you needed to align your body properly to move in the right direction rather than the wrong direction. It just so happened while you were running because the race 
the spiritual life that we're called to li- live and do is, is a race. It's a run. And on that run, we can go down the right road or the wrong road. And you were almost on the run, metaphorically speaking, going to go down the wrong road in bitterness. Dude, but God feel- stopped you. He got your attention, yep. you know, in the weeds, yep. in the ungroomed grass, which is obviously yeah. usually kind of what we all feel like. We feel like we're ungroomed grass at times. He got your attention. Yeah. A little spiritual interpretation here. Come on, he bro. Just roll with you. it, bro. Yeah, I'll he adjusted you, you. Tell me when you're ready and I'll go, ho! Keep going. It's tight. So anyways, all that to say is that for those listening, I just want to encourage everyone listening. Mm. In this season, you might relate to Tommy's story. Please. You might feel similar feelings that he's feel, has had felt from all the loss. Loss is a is a, is a a game changer for our lives. It can either make us bitter or make us better. And I want to encourage everyone out there to ask the question, God, what are you going to do? What are you doing? Forget the why question. Ask, what are you doing? And how can I see you better in this season of loss? And we're going to dive in part two. We're going to dive into this. We're going to unravel this. I'm forcing Tommy to come back onto my podcast so we can unravel this humility piece to hear your storyline on how you got through it all. Because now we just hit sort of like where you started. Yeah, I want to hear like that. how it's That's unraveled cool. and we'll continue to talk about Holy Name and all the how that all fits in. But Tommy, I know we got to go for time. Thank you so much for, for coming on. How do they get quickly? How do they get in touch with what you're doing? Oh, yeah. How do they it's, find your band? Like yeah, what, what do they do? You can look up Holy Name everywhere. So Is it one name. word, two words? One word, Holy Name. That's the key. One, one word. One word, Holy Name. And then I would say, please, if anyone anywhere has any interest in helping us uh, in fundraising for aftercare and for all the counter trafficking space with run against traffic, please go to irunagainsttraffic.com and awesome. support. We've got crazy projects coming. I'd love to talk about that on the next one. And yes. I think it'll be fun. we'll so, do that. Hey, we'll get, we're guys. getting you back on you. unravel this part two coming your way. Thank you so much, everyone for listening to the supernatural leadership podcast. Tommy, I love you. Appreciate you. And we'll talk again. And for all those listening, don't forget to write review rate means the world to us even if it's on youtube do it all we appreciate it so much let us know your feedback and remember everybody has a leader within so let's make that leader a little more supernatural until next time if this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way we are incredibly thankful we would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.